Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and we have Shyler from B1029, and we are recapping and discussing some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week of October 9th, 2023. And before we get started, I, I, I was looking at some of our podcast analytics because I'm a little bit of a nerd about that stuff. And Shyler, we're international. International? We're international. We got people listening in uh, the UK, Australia, Canada. So hello to all of our international listeners. How cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully we keep you entertained and keep you informed on what's been going on that you might have missed. So let's get started here with Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. We thought this was going to turn nasty just because of how Sophie Turner was being painted in this whole divorce leading up to with Joe Jonas and then there was the battle between the kids because Sophie wanted to bring him back to the UK and Joe Jonas allegedly held onto their passport saying no. So then there was like this, this temporary or first temporary agreement or, or I don't know, I guess agreement you can call it um, that the kids were going to stay only in New York. They couldn't leave New York. Well, then we find out a few weeks later through a statement from Joe and Sophie that they've agreed that their two daughters are going to spend equal time in the U.S. and the U.K. And, quote, we look forward to being great co-parents. So it's like, wow. Now, they had a mediation after that whole judgment came down that the kids were going to remain in New York. After that came down, there was going to be a mediation. And so I'm guessing the mediation went well because now it looks like that they're on good terms again when it comes to the kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so weird how hard of a, of a turn that this took because it feels like they were barreling towards the edge of a cliff with reckless abandon. And now it's Mm kind of like they're walking it back a little bit. Like somebody must've realized that they goofed. Like, this is yeah. not at all how they wanted to handle it. Maybe an overreaction took place, and now they're trying to walk it back a little bit. Because I had even read like that they're no longer filing for divorce, that it's oh. it's going to be like an amicable. Well, well, the, the story is like that he has that Joe Jonas has like revoked his file for divorce. So okay. I don't know if that means that they're going to do it like via the u k courts. Or uh-huh. if they're going to do it on their own or even not do it at all and maybe just have maybe like a trial separation period. Yeah, just kind of see how things go and maybe they maybe they do want to still be together. Because I know when we first heard that these two were getting divorced, there was something allegedly that happened on a ring camera that Sophie was some, saying some things about Joe Jonas and, and then there were Joe Jonas – at least sources were saying that Sophie Turner was the party girl and Joe Jonas wasn't the party type. And and even we talked about it this on previous episodes, like, well, we never really thought Sophie Turner was the party type anyway. No, it's always been backwards. It's always been that she's yeah. like the homebody. She doesn't really want, like she wants to continue working and, you know, she enjoys being an actress and she likes doing that stuff. I mean, she's been involved in recent projects, but she doesn't like love the PR tours and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, Jonas is on tour with his brothers and right. And in, so even lately, you know, we've seen Sophie turn around with Taylor Swift. And if you have Taylor Swift on your team, you know that there's some wrong somewhere. 
So maybe that's why Joe Jonas decided to walk it back. I'm just kidding. I'm sure that's probably (laughs) just throwing that out there. Apparently, if you have Taylor Swift in your corner, you've already won. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I had read that that his brothers didn't want her involved anymore, that his brothers were pushing him to get rid of her. Which and that could have been that's like just from a tabloid. Like I'm that's not the point of authority by any means. But that's that's that I had read that, you know, maybe they were having issues. And like we've discussed, like the guys with their women, like that's that has been like their brand for a while. Mm -hmm. Is that you know they're one big happy essentially, and if they were having issues as a couple, it would be much easier for the brand to paint her as this party animal, bad person, whatever, bad mom, essentially, throw her under the bus, and then that, that way their reputation as family men stays intact. Mm-hmm. But Sophie wasn't going. <laughs> She's like, mm, what you're not going to do is come at me for, you know, how how I parent my children and how I how I live my life. Because supposedly I've heard two things that was on the ring camera. I've heard that she stepped outside to use a vape pen and she did not want to do it around the kids. So she stepped out on the front porch and he caught her using the vape pen on the ring camera. And he was like, oh, she's an addict. I got to get rid of her. She's an addict. I can't be with an addict. It's like for a nicotine vape pen, like girl, stop. And then I also heard that she stepped outside to take a phone call and on the ring camera, she was like complaining about Joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well. So she got busted, you know, like talking crap, which I'm sorry. I love my husband dearly. He's the best and my very best friend, but I would be, I, I would, I would be lying to you if I, if I said I've never just had a conversation <laughs> where I'm like, man, he just grinds my gears, you know? We've all done it about the people we love most at times. So it's like, that's yep. just preposterous. <laughs> yeah. Now, this agreement lasts through January 7th of 2024. So, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on this. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they're going to do like a trial separation. And, you know, maybe maybe they realize, you know what? I think we can make this work. But hopefully they do. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an that eye would on be it. ideal. All right. So we also learned through some trial documents that got released on Reddit, um, Variety reports that some documents from the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard defamation trial were posted on Reddit and it reveals notes that Amber Heard from Amber Heard's therapist, Dr. Don Hughes. And it has to do with the set of the upcoming Aquaman movie, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now, we have covered the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard defamation trial last year extensively extensively so if you want to relive (laughs) that you can by listening to previous episodes of our podcast where shyla gives in depth because you 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 watch the whole trial i did and and so if you if you want to learn more about it go listen to our previous episodes on that um but the the notes are from uh, like i said dr don hughes the amber Heard's therapist and in these notes the doctor wrote allegedly that Amber felt that Jason wanted to get Amber fired. Also said that Jason Momoa was drunk and late on set, dressing like Johnny Depp and had all the rings too. <laughs> um, also made some comments about the director, James Wan, uh, saying, quote, he raised his voice at me. I can't even post about Aquaman. 
made it feel like it was my fault. I said, I'm sorry. Uh, nobody could take selfies with me on set given blackout. Also, <laughs> y- yeah, I, I don't know. Um, apparently also, too, that during the release of 2018's first Aquaman, there was some rumors that the director, James Wan, and and uh, Jason Moa kind of wanted to drop Heard because of the lack of chemistry for the upcoming sequel. Well, that's when Amber Heard's boyfriend at the time, Elon Musk, found out and sent a, quote, scorched earth letter to Warner Brothers threatening to burn the house down they decided to let her go. Which um, is now, so wild. It is That's wild. so crazy. Like, if I have to use my, like, high-powered boyfriend to save my job, like, that's so embarrassing to, I don't want that job. You know, now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, let me, let me preface this because as we've seen the defamation trial, Amber can be a bit of an actress outside of, being Outside of her job. <laughs> now, in the first Aquaman, there are some scenes where Jason and his dad are a little drunk. Now, we haven't obviously seen the last, the, the upcoming Aquaman movie. Maybe there is some scenes where Jason is drunk. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, because I watched <laughs> I this just, whole I don't, trial. I don't quite believe this. Well, I watched this whole trial, and and don't get me wrong, I I I am a Jason Momoa fan, and I'm also a Johnny Depp fan, so I do have a a, a degree of bias. However, are we noticing that it's the same story with a different villain? Mm-hmm. That oh, Johnny was drunk and he hit me, or he was doing that he was drunk and he was a he was a jerk to me, and now it's the same story, but it's Jason Momoa. Are we yeah. noticing like the the similarities, the consistencies, along with the inconsistencies? And also, can we also point out the fact that Jason Momoa has a very similar like style, yes, and aesthetic to yes. Johnny Depp. It doesn't mean he's dressing up like him. If you see him photographed when he's out or when he's on, he's not like a tuxedo kind of guy. No, he's, he's got he's, he's got like, like that gypsy style. Exactly. He does like yes. the scarves and he's got the long yes. hair. It's like he has he has a vibe and mm-hmm. she might be so traumatized from her history with Johnny that she sees similarities everywhere or you know maybe she was you know you you see what you not what you want to see all the time. I mean you do see what you want to see, but I think maybe she was so maybe traumatized from everything that went down with Johnny that you know she sees Jason in a similar style and she's like he's he's doing it He's doing it to mess with me. And it's like, no, it's that's not what it is. He's just an artist. You know what I mean? Like he's just got that yes. eccentric style. Yeah. It's I don't I know. Now a rep for DC Studios said, quote, Jason Momoa conducted himself in a professional manner at all times on the set of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, yeah, I I agree. I, I think it's the same story, different villain. And look. Allegedly, her role has been reduced in this upcoming Aquaman film. She's in it, um, but with the with the trial going on and the studio going through a bunch of changes and such, there's been rumors that her role's been reduced. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, and when the movie comes out, obviously later this year. Um, have you seen the the deep fake of the first Aquaman movie where they replaced Amber Heard's face with Amelia Clark? Yes. 
missed opportunity there. Oh, I think so. And I think they they realize that now. Because you want to talk about chemistry? Jason Momoa and Amelia Clark had such fantastic chemistry on the set of Game of Thrones. For sure. Now, if they decide to continue with Jason Momoa's Aquaman and they want to have the character as Mara still around, you know what? Recast. It's been done before. And it's it literally happening sometimes. right now, ain't it? Uh, I think so. I mean, obviously, it... we'll see what happens to the character of Mara in the next movie. But with DC Studios and Peter Safran and James Gunn, I don't even know what's going on at this point. All I know is, is that this Aquaman movie is coming out and there's going to be a different Batman and Superman. But there's yeah, been I... numerous reports that Jason Momoa is going to play someone else. He's still going to be I Aquaman. I, yeah, I have no idea. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I think it'd be yeah, stupid like we're to getting... have Jason Moa play someone else in in the DC universe, even though he's already been established as Aquaman. It is. It is so weird. It's it's almost like I mean, I don't know. It's it's like they're releasing this movie because it's like, eh, what the hell? We've already made it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like the movie's done. It doesn't really fit with what we're planning to do in the future. But we spent all this time and effort making it. So like, whatever. Here you go. Like, I don't feel like it's going to be properly hyped. No, and I, don't I don't think so either. I yeah. think they're setting it up for failure because they, I think oh, they I want agree. it to fail. I, so then they're I like, look, we too. fixed it and did things differently, but we kept all your favorite actors. We just scrambled them around. It's like, yeah. it's, it's not that I want Jason Momoa in a DC movie. It's that I want Jason Momoa in whatever role he's going to deliver the best you know you know what i mean yes. like it's like don't put brad pitt in the movie for the sake of putting brad pitt in the movie make right. sure you're casting the correct actor for the correct role and mm-hmm. then the movie will sell itself because your actors are are cast correctly and right. you've created a great plot you know what i mean exactly i don't know exactly i don't know we'll see i'm not a movie maker so maybe i should just shut up <laughs> All right, so moving on to a relationship that we're going to keep our eye on, uh, Bradley Cooper and Gigi Hadid. Um, over the past week, um, actually a couple weeks ago, they were seen out twice together in a span of three days. Um, Daily Mail got some photos of Cooper and Hadid leaving a restaurant in Manhattan. And then a few days later, Page Six got photos of the two in the same car in New York City. Um, and what's interesting is that a source tells the messenger that Gigi was introduced to Bradley through Bradley's ex, Arena Shake. Because oh. Gigi and Arena, obviously, you know, both models have some mutual friends in the industry. And the source says that Gigi and Adid have been, you know, closer than ever, the or closer over the years while working together. Gigi and Bradley have hung out before, but it's always been friendly in social settings. But, you know, now that, you know, Bradley's single and Gigi's single, they, I guess, have recently been bonding over their daughters. And then that's when Bradley allegedly asked her out. So maybe the, the some little, you know, around about matchmaking unintentionally by Rena and then their kids. Maybe. But I've also read too, um, that Gigi and Bradley have been using Taylor Swift's Rhode Island home as a quote secret love nest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> a source, a Not source a secret tells page love six, nest. 
I know. A source tells Page Six that, quote, even though Gigi and Bradley have their own properties in New York, they wanted somewhere more private to spend time getting to know each other. And Taylor was only too happy to help. Here, use one of my homes. She's a girl's girl. Taylor's lift is a girl's girl. I mean, you got to give it to her. Yeah. But, but hang on. There are. She's only 28. There's mm-hmm. still. I mean, she was she was dating um, Leonardo DiCaprio, remember? And yeah. Bradley Cooper is the same age. Yeah. There's like 20 years in between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. But, does anybody else think that's weird? 20 yeah, maybe, years. Maybe Gigi likes older men. I don't know. I get. I mean, I get Bradley Cooper's hot, but like. He could be your dad. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I, mm, I'll i never understand like Hollywood dating, which is fine because I'm never going to be involved in it. But <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, I'm I'm not mad at the pairing. I think it's interesting. Does this mean that Arena Shake is still with uh old boy? Uh, Tom apparently, Brady? Tom Brady, yeah. Because I thought, well, remember they were Arena and Bradley Cooper were in Italy. Uh, yeah, they were in Italy together. And he um, didn't he take daughter? some like spicy pictures of her, like naked on some rocks or something. Yeah, what we we thought that was him because yeah, she was like modeling with like she was topless on a rock, right? And they yeah, that's where they were. You know, um, I guess for a daughter, model, but yeah, yeah. I guess for a model, it's different. Like a spicy picture, like that's just work to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not as intimate right. as we would feel. Like I wouldn't let yes. nobody take a picture of me looking like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're taking a picture I mean, of me, that is for a private <laughs> album, girl. <laughs> that's right. That's gonna be like the old Polaroid where it comes out of the camera and there's only one. And it never leaves my my wallet or exactly. whatever. Like, uh-uh. It's locked away safely somewhere in the but house. For models, like that's just their job. So maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe we looked too into it at when when those pictures were posted to Instagram. Because I was like, you are on a vacation with your ex, posting pictures like this. Supposedly your boyfriend's at home. Like what? What? Yeah. But. Hollywood is, like I said, Hollywood is it's weird. It's different. Oh, I know. It's different. <laughs> Trust me. It is different. <laughs> but look, personally, there's a large, there's a, there's a, there's a big, I, I shouldn't say big, but there's an age gap between my, my, myself and my wife. Um, so look, I can see an age gap like that. I don't, I don't have an issue with, I know some people do, which is fine. It's, I mean, look, that's kind of a big hurdle to get over is, you know, if there's an age gap like that, both parties have to be comfortable with it. Um, and so, I mean, look, if Bradley and Gigi are comfortable with the age gap, cool. I mean, obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio is because I don't think he's dated anyone that's been younger than 20 years or older than 20 years that he's been dating or with. But, yeah, yeah so... I don't know. We'll see. But I thought it was kind of interesting that allegedly Arena was the one that introduced the two. And then here we are that the two are, you know, kind of seeing how things go. I kind of love that, though, because it shows like the respect that has been maintained between Arena and Bradley that Arena was like, yeah, it didn't work out between us, but I've got a lot of love for you. By the way, here's my homegirl and she's young and hot and beautiful. And here you go. <laughs> Maybe you guys yeah. would be great. All right, so 
Let's talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, aka Trailer, or what? What are the other names they're calling him? I I thought oh, I've heard I like Tavis. Tavis, yes, Tavis. But Trailer, trailer just Trailer just yeah. sounds sounds kind of. Eh. Do not love Trailer, but <laughs> I I like Tavis. Um. All right. So let's finish up with. I'm sorry. I'm not going to finish up with. Um, sorry, there's people like walking past over here and I don't know what's going on where I'm recording. Quit distracting so Joe. I know. Stop We've distracting. We've got a podcast me. to record. <laughs> <laughs> it's been happening over here too in yeah. my office. All right. Um, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. So we've been following this for the last several weeks as of everyone else, including those on the NFL. And Taylor's movie just came out. The Eras Tour movie has came out. Have you seen it? You know, I have not. My parents have okay. been in town this weekend. It is a point of contention. I'm very upset that I haven't seen it yet. But <laughs> my husband, yeah, my husband is very glad that we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, apparently, I mean, it's it's brought in. I think across North America, they said between ninety five and ninety seven million. Um, I'm going on Friday. You're going Friday, I'm, and yeah. AMC has said that it broke a hundred million worldwide. Um, this is the biggest opening day for a concert film since Justin Bieber's uh, Never Say Never in 2011, uh, which I believe made about $73 million, which if you would adjust for today's inflation would be around 102 So Ooh. Um, I'll tell you what, it's crazy because everybody's talking about it. And, and look, we've seen Taylor at football games. She was just at the Kansas City game again. And now SNL's back. And who shows up? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. No way. Yes. Pete Davidson was host for the yeah. for them being back after the uh, the writer's strike is over. And it was a great skit because there were, they, they were spoofing NFL Fox Sunday. And, you know, the guys, instead of talking about football, are talking about Taylor Swift and Keenan Thompson, you know, is just wanting to talk football, and none of the other guys want to talk about football. They want to talk about Taylor Swift. And then finally, Keenan goes, "Can someone just get me somebody that wants to talk about football?" And who pops up? Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I'll talk about football. <laughs> and then there was another skit where Pete Davidson is doing, uh, uh, they did like he's like directing a music video or something, and who shows up? Taylor Swift. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. So if you if you haven't got to see it, go check it out. I'm sure they're all on YouTube to go check out those those skits if you didn't see them on SNL over the weekend. But we've talked about the Eras Tour before. Now we'll get back to the movie here in just a minute. So the Eras Tour movie is, you know, they they it worldwide, according to AMC, broke hundred million. Now, Taylor's tour, the actual tour itself, is going to become the largest single tour in history to be the most lucrative. They're thinking that after this is all said and done, it's on pace to make about $4.1 billion. What? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Projected to raise 5.7 billion. My bad. I was short a few million, a few hundred million there projected to make $5.7 billion. That is enough. According to uh, Peter Cohen, he's an associate professor of management at Babson College in Massachusetts. 
5.7 billion. That's enough to send everyone in the U.S. twenty dollars. Whoa! Yeah, the most lucrative single concert tour in history. Like, I mean, I'm a Swifty, so I know that I'm a little obnoxious <laughs> when it comes to this topic. But oh my gosh! Like that, are we are we understanding like what a huge deal that is? That is huge, and we've talked a bit about this before about how she could possibly save our economy. Yes. So, a uh, question pro, the software company, mm-hmm. they calculated that each show raises around ninety three million dollars for the local economy. You talk about ticket sales, hotel, yeah, uh, merch, restaurant, parking. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even think about parking. You're totally right. That's it's insane. Yes. And now she's got Travis Kelsey helping out Kansas City, you know, jacking up his merch. Yeah, that's so true. Jersey. Yeah. And speaking of that, so going back to the Eras Tour movie, I mean, people were posting on 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 X, formerly Twitter, videos of people like dancing and singing along during the film. Even some people had some Travis Kelsey signs. Oh yeah. Number 87. Yeah. My husband. So my husband is is not. He, yeah, he's he's not a Kansas City fan, and he's not a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> where our worlds collide, I guess. But he asked me on Saturday. He he texted me and was just like, "Dude, have you seen the videos of people inside theaters at this Taylor Swift movie?" Oh, you would think they're actually at the concert. That's what he said. He's like, they're straight up like acting like they're at a con, like a live concert and it's just a movie theater. And I was like, Brandon, you, you don't understand. Like no one truly gets like, unless, unless you get, you don't get it unless you get it kind of thing. But Taylor Swift, it's this, like, we're not helping like the cult idea. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the cult rumors of being a Taylor Swift fan means like you're in a cult because the the behavior is wild. It is wild. I saw like like ring around the rosy, like just like dancing. Like these girls are just dancing at this in this movie theater, dancing around the aisles of this movie theater to along with these songs. Like oh, going down to the front of the stage oh, instead yeah. of sitting in their seats, they're like standing right up right. against the screen. Yeah, it's crazy. It is and, so wild. And so. One uh, Twitter user, ex-user, posted um, like a, a screenshot of their of their movie theater that says, "Eras tour movie rules: one, singing, yes; screaming, no; dancing in your chair, yes; dancing and blocking uh, mm-hmm. those behind you, no; friendship bracelets, yes; signs, no." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm. Above all, I I believe that there needs to be proper etiquette because like uh-huh. one thing, like anywhere you go, like I just, I don't know. I just feel like anywhere you go, like you need to have, oh, maybe I'm old school, but I think that you got to have 
manners right. <laughs> and respect yeah, for your I think fellow so. I mean, concert even, goers yeah. and movie watchers. So right. there is this is way too much. But also, like it's the the Taylor Swift phenomenon, man. Like people just cannot stop when it comes to her. Oh, I know they they don't know. I, it's like they can't control themselves. It's like they have got to go all out, no matter what it is going on. If it's on the movie screen, if it's in the concerts, at the shows, I mean they go all out. And it's, yes. I mean I've never seen anything like this before. I, we've never seen anything like this before. I mean, yeah, Beyonce's been on tour. Rihanna's been on tour. Lady Gaga. I mean, all these other huge celebrities, but nothing like this. I mean, Taylor Swift is making history. Like, she is making, yes. breaking records. Like, she is she is writing history books as we speak. And not just, like, at a collegiate music industry level. I mean, like, the, the base of our society. Like, we're going to have, like, our kids are, like, they're going to, on their, their textbooks. Yes. There's going to be an excerpt of like how to Taylor Swift, like the the ph phenomenon of Taylor Swift's not only her career because she's just broken barriers and destroyed stigma all the way through her career, and it's just I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. If anything, she's gaining even more mo momentum than we've ever seen her have, which is kind of terrifying because she's a she is a hurricane. I know already. It's it's crazy. I mean, I'm waiting for the Eris Tour coffee table book to come out just in time for Christmas. Exactly. I'm, I mean, it's like no matter what, she puts out anything, it's just going to uh, – people are just going to eat it up. And now, I mean, especially with Travis Kelsey. I mean, now, no matter what game Kansas City is going to be playing, guess what? Everyone's going to watch just because they want to see if Taylor Swift is going to be there. It's crazy. I know my cousin, my cousin lives in Kansas city. And when he first moved there, I was like, lame. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to go to Kansas city. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's a big city. It's just, it's, it's not on my like bucket list of places I'd like to go see. And now I text his wife weekly. Hey, what are you guys doing this week? <laughs> you guys going to go catch the game? You guys need a plus one? <laughs> you need a babysitter? Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll watch the kid for you for the weekend if you uh, just let me stay at your house while I go to the Kansas City game on Sunday. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I need binoculars. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you guys have a porch, right? I could sit out on the porch with with the kid and listen to the concert from your, where you live, right? That that should work. <laughs> All right, we're gonna finish up with our wah story, and and we're gonna spend some time on this because this is definitely a wah. So Jada Pinkett Smith, she's got her, it actually drops today, her, her new memoir called Worthy. And she was on uh, today with Hoda Kotb last week and kind of promoting the book. She dropped a bombshell that when I sat there, I'm like, what? <laughs> she revealed that she and Will Smith have been separated since 2016 for seven years. They have been living separately. Even though we've seen him on the red carpet for numerous events, we've seen him at the Oscars, award shows for numerous events where they look like they're one big happy married couple, even though there were rumors that, you know, hey, things aren't good. No, 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 they're fine. We're all good. See, that was all a lie for the last seven years. 
so Hoda asked, you know, what, what, why did you keep it a secret? And Jada says that she and Will were just, quote, not yet ready. And, quote, still trying to figure out between the two of us how to be in partnership. Um, and so I guess Jada even at one point considered divorce, but she couldn't go through with it. And she tells Hoda, quote, I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We will work through whatever. I just haven't been able to break that promise. Well, you guys have been separated for seven years. What promise are you still hanging on to? Other than just showing up for appearance sake on the red carpet and other events. As we have discussed. Married. Yeah. Everything I have learned about Jada Pinkett and Will Smith has been against my will. Nothing. I, I have never just Googled. Oh, I want to. What are they up to? Like everything has just been force fed to me against my will. I don't. I, I, I don't care. Number one. <laughs> I mean, I do for the sake of, you know, discussing it, but also like. We, we know they haven't had chemistry. I mean, I know that we didn't know, but mm-hmm. they haven't had chemistry like that in a long time. You know, now that like they've, they've pulled the curtain back and you can see for what it is. Yeah. Think about it. Like looking back, they haven't had that like spark and light towards each other in a while. So maybe I wasn't expecting full blown like separation, like just like maybe living together, but not being together. Right. But I, I, I I do, I will say it doesn't shock me that they're not husband and wife in love anymore. Yeah. And you know, Jada had that red red table talk for a while. Yes. And, you know, she made some revelations there that, you know, she, she, she cried when, when she and Will got married. Um, and also, too, in some of these other revelations in the book that she's made regarding her and, and, and Tupac Shakur, that, you know, that the two were soulmates. Um, I don't know. I, look, I get a memoir is is your point of view. I get it, but man, to to say that to go out and and say, oh yeah, we've been separated since 2016. Surprise! It's like, well, then why have you why have you been doing this this whole time? If it's not what it is, then it's not. Don't don't try to force it. And then yeah, Will Smith over here, who I I don't know if he's trying to. F- fight for the relationship or or what, but he's responded to, to the, the bombshell that was dropped. And so in one message he wrote to the New York times, um, he said, um, trying to figure, when you've been with someone for more than half your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in and you can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuances and su- subtle beauties. And he also goes to say that Jada, quote, had lived a life more more on the edge. And she is more resilient and clever and compassionate than he realized. And then in a separate message he wrote to Jay Shetty, who he actually shared the message with Jada on his podcast called On Purpose. He said, quote, if I had to read this book, 
30 years ago, I definitely would have hugged you more. I'll start now. Welcome to the Authors Club. I love you endlessly. Now go get some Merlot and take a rest. <laughs> I, uh... It's just, to me, it just sounds... I don't I I I I don't know. I I'm I I can't find the word right now to describe it, but it just cringe. Yes, it does. <laughs> because it seems like Jada doesn't want to be with Will. At least that's that's the perception I'm getting from it. I don't know. I don't know what it is about their partnership. Yeah, I don't either. It's like if you don't I've, I've, I don't know. I've always been an advocate of like, if you're not, if there isn't at least respect between the two parties, then mm-hmm. separation needs to be imminent. Like, you know, if there can be all the love in the world between two people, but if respect isn't right along with it, time to walk away. Time yeah. to walk away. And it, at least for like your own mental health. I mean, you can love somebody well, and you can want to like, be with them, but if you don't respect them or they don't respect you, you got to protect your peace. And yeah. I don't feel like they have had respect for one another for a long time. Well, obviously since 2016. At the very least, yes. At the very least. But for her to go on to say, quote, I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We'll work through whatever. I just haven't been able to break that promise. You've already broke that promise. I mean, power to it doesn't people matter. Are, yeah, power to people who are able to make it work beyond all you know, all odds or against all odds. Like that's, a, right. I have a lot of respect for people who do have that kind of fight in them. But like yeah. I said, if you aren't respecting me, get out of my house. Like get out of my life. Yeah. Like if, if you don't have respect for me, it doesn't matter that you had the best of intentions. I don't care. You didn't respect me in the moment where you disrespected me, or you know whatever. Like. Mm-hmm. I have to respect myself enough to recognize the disrespect. And I just, I, it's not a flex to, to stay together when you really should be divorced. It's bad for each other. It's bad for your children. It's bad for your brand. I mean, yeah. and that's just in, in this terms, like anybody who needs to get a divorce, like it's, it's hard. I'm sure it's so, so hard to get divorced and have to accept that and move forward and 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 do and actually go through with that. And and it sucks. I'm sorry. But if it's what needs to happen, that's what needs to happen. And it's it, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you any of those negative things like, oh, well, we stuck it out. Like that's not a flex. That's toxic. Yeah, knowing when to toxic. pull the plug and knowing when to walk away that that removes the toxicity but like just yeah. fighting through it that's like going to work when you're sick and getting all your coworkers sick like it's not a flex exactly. that you have perfect attendance and you went to work sick because you're infecting the people around you because you're toxic like just, yes well I don't understand that like i stuck through I, I stuck by him even when he cheated on me then like i i i'm sorry like that's really sad kind of sometimes yeah yeah, I know. I I don't I don't understand what they were trying to do during this part during this time. And look, Jada's gonna have her side of the story. I don't know if we'll ever he'll hear Will's side of the story. Um, well, and it's not but, like the kids haven't been. Oh well, you can like, tell the kids aren't happy. Yes. I mean, my gosh, you you see them, they look miserable. Yeah. 
every time you see them on the red carpet or if they're on red table talk or they're on so they just they they look miserable and you don't hear much from them yeah outside of red table talk but even with like will you don't hear much from will unless he has to yeah but i i don't know i guess we'll kind of wait and see what more revelations from the book that come out hang on hang on hang on hang on i have a question so they've been separated since 2016. Yep. So when Will Smith shouted at Chris Rock, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Yep. They were separated. They were separated. And, and allegedly, Jada said she thought it was a skit. I don't believe that. Oh, so she, even she thought that it was? She thought it was a skit, but I, I don't buy it. No, I don't buy it because we all saw her reaction to the joke. We all saw Will's reaction to the joke initially before he went up and slapped Chris Rock. Yeah. I don't believe it. She, I, I don't believe that. Now, she said that her first words to Will after he came back and sat down, she said, Are you okay? But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe, I, I'm just, I'm very now very cautious about what anything is said by Will and Jada. After all this, it's like, well, now I don't yeah. know what to believe. First, you guys come out saying you're a unified couple to find out you haven't been for the last seven years. You don't want to get divorced for whatever, because you don't want to break a promise, even though it's already been broken. Yeah. So what are you two doing? <laughs> Jada's on a campaign to just destroy both of their credibility all for the sake of pushing her new book. Yeah. Well, this is really sad, honestly. It is. And you know what? We'll see if it works. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. We recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week. You can listen to all of our episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, too, as we drop new episodes every Tuesday. For Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week.